Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. The fourth thing today we're going to talk about is ministry. It's an important thing because as you become a Christian and as you start following Jesus, the way that you're going to keep your faith alive is when you begin serving other people. And I believe that served people serve people. The way that you and I practice our faith is when we begin to serve other people. That's the natural overflow of us. This is what Jesus did. He came to earth. He served. He went to the cross. He, did the, he was the suffering servant. He went to the cross, he died on there. And so ultimately the question that I want to ask you and me today is how can I get plugged in? How can I serve? How can I be a Jesus follower? What areas in the church do I want to serve? Because here's the thing, friends, until you begin to serve and to live out your faith, this church thing is going to be just some sort of a ritual for you. But we want it to be something that's alive, something that's tangible. And later on in my message, I'm going to give you guys a couple different areas where we are in need of at Forward Church. And the title of my message today is this, God Gives Growth. This is the capstone message of the four messages that we talked about in the Simplify series. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because I believe that healthy organisms grow I believe that healthy churches grow and the way that happens is when we create an environment for growth. We need to have a foundation where Jesus would be worshipped and this is the title of my message, God Gives Growth and I want to read a text with you guys today. So if you have your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 7 through 11. If you don't have a Bible, no problem, look at your neighbor, meet somebody and also we have it here on the screen. So here's what... The Bible says about growth, okay? And this is what uh, Paul is saying when he's writing to the Corinthians church. We're going to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. So here's what he says. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care of how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. When we talk about foundation, Paul, what he says is, he says, be careful to see how you build. I, I'm not sure about you, but I want to build a foundation for my life that's going to be stable, that's going to weather any storm. I want to build a foundation in my marriage, in my relationships, in my family, in my community, with my wife, with everybody in a right way. The more you do things God's way, the better it is for you. This is very simple. That's what the Bible constantly talks about. So Paul says to us in this text, he says, be careful how you build. Be careful how you build. You need to make sure you understand what you're building. Now, environments are very important. Have you guys ever tried to make maybe a fitness change in your life and you try to eat more healthy, but you just continue to eat junk food and then you didn't see any results and you're kind of realizing what's happening? For us, we think, oh, that's ridiculous. I totally understand what we need to do. But very often in the Christian life, 
And in following Jesus, we don't create the environment for Jesus to help us grow. And we think it's going to happen naturally. It's not going to. About um, probably more than uh, seven years ago, when I was uh, doing full-time seminary, full-time church, full-time work, no one do that ever. Um, I was getting to a stage of burnout and I basically had the worst diet possible. I was having like three white chocolate mochas a day. Okay, venti size. Um, I, and my, my weakness was uh, Hershey's chocolate. Okay, any chocolate lovers up in here? Yeah, exactly. There we go. We'll repent later. So the point is this. My diet was horrible because I was so stressed and doing all this kind of stuff. So what I said was I decided to make a lifestyle change, okay? And if you've ever seen like one of those uh, shows on cable where the, like the trainer like ransacks your pantry and throws away all the chips and cookies, that's basically what I did to my kitchen, okay? And it was awesome. It was sad at the same time though because all those goodies were just going into the trash, right? And so what happened was I cleaned out, all, my wife and I, we cleaned out our entire kitchen from all the junk, we put all the healthy stuff, and now our fridge was so colorful, all greens and yellows and all these vegetables that I didn't know much before about, right? So I put all this stuff in the, in the fridge, and then we, we, we did this program um, called P90X, and P90X is just off the hook. It's a, literally a very buff dude yelling at you through the screen for 60 minutes. That's kind of my, my idea of fun, right? Uh, and it was fun for uh, 90 days. And uh, yes, it was very difficult. But the point is this, it actually produced a lot of really good results. Now, the reason that happened is because I created an environment for that. And if you've ever tried to go on a lean diet or whatever else that you're doing, you know that 80% of it depends on what you're eating. Only 20% barely is what you're actually working at or not. 80% is what you're eating. And I always say that in the United States, it's sometimes very expensive to eat healthy because I can go out and buy 10 burgers for $10. But if I want to buy an avocado for my salad, I'm going to spend $30 at Whole Foods. It's like, what's going on, right? I come out of Whole Foods, we spend like $300 and I barely have some gluten-free deal that's like really small and I'm really hungry immediately after I eat it, right? but they're promising me that I'm gonna look amazing later. They're all lying. So the point is this, we need to create an environment in order for success or growth to happen. If all I, if all I did in P90X was just watch the video while eating chips and guacamole with a Red Bull on the side, after 90 days, I probably would look worse than what I did when I started. And if I came to people and said, what's going on? I push play just like the guy tells me every single day, but I'm not seeing any results. People would think I'm crazy and they'd say, well, are you actually doing anything? Are you jumping up and down, doing wacky jacks, doing the Dreyer roll, all those uh, different moves? And I'd be like, no, I just thought you'd just sit on the couch. And people would say, no, you need an environment in which you would see those results. In church, in your life, in your relationships, it's very, very, very similar. God wants to give growth. God wants to bless us. God wants to heal our relationships and give us a purpose in our life. But he wants to do it in the environment in which you and I are going to create. This is why Paul says that neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. So the point is this, you and I cannot create the growth, but what we can do is create a proper environment in which that growth can happen. Amen? Amen. 
So this is what happens. If, if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I want a better marriage. It's going to take some work. You're going to have to water that marriage. You're going to have to tend to it. You're going to make sure that that garden, which is your marriage, is not constantly being eroded by critters and all these people from the outside. You need to tend to it. If you've ever done gardening work, that's hard work, right? I try to avoid it at all costs. But uh, it's, it's tough work, right? If we want to have a church that's thriving, it's healthy, it's growing, we need to have love. We need to have Jesus' love. We need to have that ethos that is all around us. And so if you think about any area in your life right now where you want improvement, where you want growth, where you want Jesus to just come in there and make everything better, the first thing I would say is this. What kind of an environment are you creating? Because the right environment creates the right results. And Jesus and God, I believe, wants growth in every single area of our lives. And you know what I noticed in my, in my own personal ministry life? Is that when I talk about Jesus more often, Jesus tends to show up more often. When I just constantly talk about Jesus, you're good. Jesus, I don't understand these problems that I'm facing, but I know you do. And you're going to come alongside of me. Something miraculous happens, right? And we've, we've seen it in our lives. And so the point is we declare Jesus over every single situation, over every single problem in our life. And so this is the, as we, as we kind of dig deep into this text, I want to think, I want you guys to understand about the environment you and I need to create for this growth. And so as we talk about Jesus, here's what he did. How did Jesus make disciples? Jesus went and found a bunch of fishermen, okay, and he turned fishermen into fishers of men. He said, go out and make disciples of all nations, right? And what Jesus does before he goes into heaven, he gives a commission to the disciples. He says, what I've done with you, now go ahead and do with other people. So our goal as Forward Church is not the end just to come here and listen to good preaching and good worship. Our goal is to make disciple-making disciples. My goal, your goal is to say, I love Jesus and I want to find somebody and I want to tell them about Jesus and I want to disciple them so then they can disciple somebody else and they can disciple somebody else and they can disciple somebody else and this is a chain effect. So ultimately what you and I become is a disciple making church planting church. That's how it's going to happen. And friends, if you love Jesus and he's captivated your heart, it's going to be impossible for you not to go out there and not to make more disciples because you're captivated by what Jesus did for you. And so a gospel-centered community, which we are on, we're, we want to make disciples, okay? But here's the thing. As a church, we can no more force people to grow as disciples than a farmer can force a plant to grow, Personally, we cannot initiate the growth. I cannot make somebody grow spiritually. I can't even make myself grow spiritually. Only God can do that. God gives the growth. But how does God do that? When we create the right environment. People often ask me, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety and frustration in my life. I don't know what to do. And I say, well, have you been spending time with God? And people sometimes say, no, I haven't been. Start there. Miraculous things happen when we just shut off all of our devices as impossible as that can possibly be. Coming from an addict over here, 
we need to spend time with God. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And in our crazy fast paced, I want it done yesterday culture, we think just spending time with God is something that's so passe, something that's so archaic. But in reality, that's where we get the strength. I think it was Spurgeon who said that, he said, I have so much to do that I cannot do anything but pray for three hours before I start to do anything. That's what Spurgeon said. Now, granted, Spurgeon was significantly more spiritual than most of us. Maybe some of you guys got, got a leg on Spurgeon. Good for you. Teach me your, your ways, uh, but I can't. So the point is this. A disciple of Jesus is one who worships Christ in all of your lives and is being changed by him and teaches others to obey and follow him. That's what a disciple is. So disciple is the one who says, I love Jesus. I've been saved by him. I'm captivated by him. Now I'm looking for people in my life. Who can I disciple? Who can I help? Who can I love on? That's the whole point of ministry. That's the whole point of why you and I exist. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.